Chapter 11, Majesty You cannot come with me, denies Remus, sounding irritated, his words emerging through gritted teeth. Why not, says Sirius in outrage. I can clearly leave now. Because we still have no idea why you can suddenly leave this flat, and we also don't know how long that will last. You said yourself that you were snapped back inside not long after I had to leave. If you come with me, we have no idea how that will go. We also don't know if you can even leave the building. And there's also the matter of not knowing what will happen if you do leave the flat, manage to slip out of the building, and then get out into the city only for whatever this is to try and pull you back again. What if you don't come back here, Sirius? What if something else happens to you instead? Remus stares at Sirius almost pleadingly, and Sirius thinks he sees a fair bit of concern in the other man's brown eyes. There's a heaviness lining their edges that almost resembles fear, though Sirius is convinced he's being ridiculous, inventing things in his head out of some sort of desperation for someone to care now that everything else seems to be gone. But Sirius can't relent on his stubbornness. They're my friends, he mutters, casting a scathing look in Remus's direction. You can't stop me. For fuck's sake, Sirius. Are you even listening to me? The universe is going to stop you before I do, and it could be permanent, cries Remus, glaring at him in determination. You cannot go. End of story. Sirius's face shifts into hard lines, but he squares his shoulders and drops into a deep bow, arms sweeping under him in a regal gesture. At your order, your majesty, he bites out, eyes never leaving Remus's. Remus scowls darkly at Sirius as they venture down the pavement, but Sirius doesn't care, sucking in the fresh air, having not realized just how stagnant the flat had become after so much time. It's cold, something Sirius can tell by the way the man beside him is hunching a little into his coat and how his breath puffs out in front of him in balls of mist that linger for a moment before dissipating. That doesn't happen to Sirius, but he purposefully doesn't focus on it or think about why, just as he tries not to think about why he can't feel the chill. The other man doesn't speak to him, and Sirius is fairly certain it has more to do with him not listening than it does with the fact no one else seems able to see him. Yet, even this Sirius manages to ignore as they traverse the streets and the train. It takes a while to reach their destination, Sirius having attempted apparition at first that had failed, but he doesn't focus on the reasons why for this any more than anything else. Nothing happens. Sirius remains firmly rooted by Remus's side the entire time. Nothing tries to pull him back to the flat or anywhere else, leading Sirius to consider this outing a success. When they finally arrive on the outskirts of Godric's Hollow, Sirius feels excitement lick at his veins. This is it, he knows it. If anyone has answers, is going to be able to see him other than Remus, it'll be James. They're more connected to one another than anyone else Sirius has ever had in his entire life. Sirius fidgets, shifting from one foot to the other as Remus knocks on the door. He can hear sounds behind it, things he'll never forget as long as he lives, like Harry's stomping steps as he races around, crockery clanging together from someone moving about in the kitchen, the wireless humming faintly from the distance, one of Lily's favorite things, something she and Sirius had found a common connection over years before. It fills him with an overwhelming sense of home, swells him full with it. 
And then the door is creaking open, those old hinges protesting that James refuses to do anything about because he likes the noise, says it makes the place better instead of worse. A shock of messy black hair is the first thing Sirius sees, followed by those hazel eyes fixed behind glasses that he knows so well, better than his own. Lo, greets James, voice sounding a bit weary but still pleasant. You must be Remus. Sorry we couldn't meet before you moved in, but Lily's told me all about you. His hazel gaze flickers over Remus before darting to the side, and Sirius holds his breath, anticipation jarring through every nerve in his body. He holds it and holds it. Sirius keeps holding it until his lungs cease to work or matter at all as his best friend's eyes slide over him as though he's not there at all.